following message is from Christian Life Austin. For more information about Christian Life, visit clcaustin.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good evening, church family. How is everybody feeling tonight as you tune in from your couch? Wow. Hey, we don't take it lightly that you have invited us into your home this evening your most sacred place, right? Your house that you would invite uh, your church into perhaps your dinner table. Uh, Maybe you got the family sitting around on the couch joining in for worship and the word. And we don't take it lightly tonight. In fact, I wanna give a special shout out to anybody uh, in our church family or that's viewing right now that might be on the front lines of of serving and working uh, to protect us and to help us as we deal with COVID-19. So if, you, if you're a doctor, if you're a healthcare worker, if you work in the, the pharmacy environment or in the grocery store environment, listen, we honor you tonight. And we say thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for helping to keep our country going in a difficult time. And we pray special blessing over your life, a prayer of protection that God would keep his hand on you during this season of life. And so tonight we are, uh, we're in the middle, we're really close to wrapping up a series that we have been calling Solomon's Secrets. And I have the privilege tonight of, of diving into secret number nine. And so without any further ado, we're going to jump right in to the word of God. And, and I'm just going to give you really the beginning of what we're talking about. And, and it's just this, it's pretty simple. The beginning of wisdom, the beginning of wisdom. If you have your Bibles, we're jumping into Proverbs chapter nine, verse 10. Maybe you're following along, you'll see it on your screens as well. But the word of God would say this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And I have to tell you, I love, I love how God operates. It's, he really never ceases to amaze me because we have had this series, this message planned for months. And I don't think it's a coincidence that we're going to climb up the other side of a word that is very prevalent in our society today, a word called fear. And not Not fear in the sense that perhaps many of your neighbors are living in right now. No, 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 no. We're going to dissect fear as Solomon would would show us and how how the, the knowledge of the Lord and wisdom starts with fear of the Lord. Fear of the Lord, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be fun. I promise. Stay with me tonight and you're going to enjoy the word of God because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. The the fear and the knowledge of the Holy One. Listen, this is where your life will change when you get to that place. And we're not talking, listen, make no mistake about it. We are not talking about fear in the sense of like being frightened or or scary or booting. That is not the type of fear that we're talking about tonight. But having a, a healthy fear of God, this is beautiful. When you get to a place in your life when you can say, wow, God, you, you are absolutely amazing. You know so much more than me. Like I can't even begin to start my day if I don't have you. 
You are everything that I need. I honor you and I respect you. So when, when you hear me talk about fear of the Lord for the remainder of our time together tonight, this is, this is the aspect in which I'm speaking of. But it's, it's when you, you come to the realization and more than head knowledge, but you, you come to the realization in your world that, that my life would literally be a wreck if you weren't a part of my life. God, I give you everything. Like that, that is what we're talking about when we, we speak of the, the fear of the Lord, because it's then when you have that type of reverence for the Lord, that wisdom can begin to move into your life because you've chosen to submit your life. You've submitted yourself and your family to something much bigger and much wiser than you. And that's when he can change your life forever. But some people, some people think when they hear fear of the Lord, they automatically go to, to frightening fear, that, that I've gotta be afraid of God. And that, that's not the word at all that scripture would use, but, but I know some of us because of experiences in life and maybe even the way that you were raised, or should I even say maybe uh, churches that you grew up in, maybe your pastor wasn't happy all the time and he was in a bad mood more often than he was happy and all you heard growing up was hellfire and brimstone and you couldn't ever get good enough. You couldn't ever do anything right for, for God to be happy with you. And maybe maybe you heard from a, a family member or a parent or even a pastor that, that you better pray hard, you better pray long and you better pray loud. And maybe then, maybe, maybe then God will forgive you. Can I pause for a moment on this Wednesday night and just let somebody know sitting in their living room that that is not the God that we serve. That's not the God that we have just been worshiping. It's not the God that I'm preaching about tonight. That is not the God of my salvation. But it's unfortunate, isn't it? It's so unfortunate that a lot of people are turned off to church because they have an incorrect view of God, and he, here's what's important about this is that your view of God will determine your relationship with God. See, if you see him as harsh, you're gonna have a harsh relationship with him. But if you see him as loving, you're going to, to have a, a loving relationship with your heavenly father for your heavenly father is full of mercy. Your heavenly father is, is full of compassion and he's slow to anger. I got a word for you tonight. There is nobody like our God. There has never been, there will never be anybody like the God that we serve. Here, here's the amazing part. He knows what you did this week and he still accepts your worship that you just gave 10 minutes ago. That's the kind of God that we serve. And see, when you see him like that, that God, nobody treats me like you do. You take care of me. You love me in spite of me. See, when you get to that place in your life, you've got the right picture of God. And an accurate picture of God changes everything. Come on, in your living room, look at your husband, tell him, baby, it changes everything. Yeah, it changes 
everything, an accurate view of God begins to change everything for you and for me. But it begins, wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord. God, you're amazing. But it's not just wisdom. That's the beauty of it. It's amazing what comes with, with fearing the Lord, having this respect for our creator. Have you ever, have you ever desired direction for an issue that you were walking through in your life? I know I have. Psalm 25, guess what it says? It says, who is the man that fears the Lord? He will instruct him in the way that he should choose. The secret of the Lord is for those who fear him and he will make them know his covenant. Have you ever desired protection from your enemies? Watch what Psalm 34 and seven says, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who what? Who fear the Lord. Anybody want a long life? Come on, can I get a good amen? Proverbs 10 and 27 would say this, the fear of the Lord prolongs your life. What about the desire to stay away from temptation? Proverbs 16 and six would say this, by the fear of the Lord, one keeps away from evil. This is important, ladies and gentlemen, the fear of the Lord. What about a, anybody ever have a desire to have a better life than what you're currently living now? Watch what Proverbs 22 would tell us. The reward of humility and fear of the Lord are riches, honor, and life. Come on, the fear of the Lord is an essential tool in the life of the Christian. And so tonight, I, I think for the remainder of our time together this evening, I wanna do something that I think will help you as you walk into your everyday life tomorrow uh, and you walk into work and into your families. I, I wanna teach you about the fear of the Lord really by giving you three declarations that you can say over your life every single day. Are you ready? Come on at home, are you ready to dive into the word of God tonight? Here we go, the first one is this. This is the first declaration. This is so deep that it's gonna blow your mind, get ready. If you're sitting on your couch, put your seatbelt on, here we go. The first declaration is this, God is awesome. I told you, never heard it before, have you? God is awesome. God, you are big. God, you are great. God, there is nothing too difficult for you. God, there is no crisis that I'm walking through. There's no relationship issue that I'm dealing with that is too big for you. God is awesome, even for the places where I don't think you're moving like I think you should. You're moving the way that you should. <laughs> Even when I don't think you're doing something in my life and I can't see it, you are doing exactly what you need to be doing. You are an amazing God and I respect it. I honor you for who you are. Yeah, come on, you're getting it tonight. This is it, God, you are awesome. So how, how do we fear God? How do we do it? This is pretty simple, but it's pretty earth shattering at the same time. Here's how you fear God. Here's the easiest way I know is to stand in awe of who he is. Man, you have no idea how in awe I stand of God for the, 
for the way that he has moved in my life. I look at the way that God has blessed me beyond what I deserve. And I feel like I say it every single Sunday, whether I'm leading or preaching, that God has been better to me than I deserve. It's not words that come out of my mouth. It's a mantra that flows from my heart. My mind, literally, I, say, I have moments where my mind is blown. I, I'm the most amazed person at what God has done in my life. God has been so good. To me, I stand in awe of his goodness and his blessings and who he is. I sit back and I think that I've got an amazing wife who loves me when I'm an idiot. Not, none of y'all are like, that's just me. But I got a wife that loves me in spite of me. And I've got three amazing kids who when I come home from work, they can't wait to see me. And they wrap their arms around their daddy. God has been so good to me. I get to serve in the church that put everything that I have inside of me. For the last 14 years, it has been the honor of my life to serve this house in so many different areas of ministry. And I look back and I see the hand of God moving and weaving throughout the course of my life. And I stand in awe of who he is and what he's done. Come on, God's waiting on some of you in your homes to move from a position of God, I love you and I thank you, but to a posture of God, I can't make it if I don't have you in my life. I get overwhelmed. I can't believe that we're in the middle of a major reconstruction here at the church, rebuilding. And, and it's because God keeps sending us amazing people like you. And so we've got to put more chairs in the building. God has been so good. Come on, has he been good to anybody in your house today? Come on, look to your husband, look to your wife, tell him, honey, God's been good. God has been so good. And that, that's where wisdom begins, with the fear of the Lord. Isaiah 40 and 28 would say it this way, have you not heard? Do you not know? And he's like, no, I don't know. The Lord is from the beginning to the end. He's not even in our time slot. He's the creator of the ends of the earth. Think about this for a moment. He doesn't grow tired or weary in his understanding. You can't even begin to get it all. It's moving into a posture of, oh God, you are absolutely amazing. And when you do that, and when you move your spirit and your life in that direction, he says, okay, now we're moving to a place where I can start depositing wisdom inside of you because there is a healthy fear and awe and respect for the things of God. There may not be anybody in the building, but y'all working me up to a good sweat tonight. The second declaration that I think we all need to make as we learn about the fear of the Lord is this, and this is so important for me, it's that God is 
holy. Woo, God is holy. Listen, I love this house of worship. I love this church. I love the contemporary nature of it. I love the moving lights. I love the smoke. I love the loud music. I'm sorry for those of you that don't. I love the coffee shops and, and I promise you that, that we're doing everything that we can to make church as attractive as possible to lost people, but make no mistake about it. We don't see God as contemporary. We don't walk into this building and just say, howdy doody. How's it going up there, big man upstairs? No, no, no. When we walk into the presence of God, it is, sir, how are you? How can I serve you? What can I do in your kingdom, your majesty? What is it that your lowly servant can do for you today? He's holy. He's righteous. God owes you and me absolutely nothing. Jesus has already gone to a cross for everything that I need. He doesn't owe me happiness. He doesn't owe me joy. He doesn't owe me the great family that he's blessed me with or the wonderful church that we're all a part of. He doesn't owe me anything. And if he never blesses me again, and I kind of know you, if he never blesses you again, I choose to worship him. I choose to exalt him for he alone is worthy. You know what I wish we could do all across this city right now, as many churches all over Austin are having, having church in their homes. I wish that we could begin to, to raise the level of respect that we have for God. Come on, right now, wherever you're tuning in from, hopefully you got your babies wrapped around you on the couch and they're tuned in. Hopefully they're not asleep. But I wonder what it would look like if right now, husbands, if you just reached over and grabbed the hand of your wife, you're in your house, it's appropriate. Squeeze them close. And what if, what if you just begin to pray over her in this moment and just say, as for me and my house, baby, we're going to serve the Lord from this day forward. We choose to have total awe and reverence for our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Children, you hear what's going on. We're raising the level of respect for God in this house. No longer will we take the Lord's name in vain. We will speak of his goodness and his grace and his mercy. You reign supreme. You are all in all, the alpha and the omega. The third and final declaration that I think we all need to make as we dive deeper into the fear of the Lord is this, is that God is right. <laughs> God is right. When you see it one way and God sees it another way, God is right. When you have one emotion, but he has another emotion, can I just go ahead and tell you tonight that God is right. Let every man be a liar, but God is right. Culture might tell us that I don't know if, if this is the way that you, I'm not really sure that the word of God is what it says it is. 
No, 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 no. God is right. You can't trust culture to dictate what is right and what is wrong for your family. You can't listen to the world around you to let you determine what is right and what is wrong. God is right. His word is right. It's forever right. God is right. There's this, and it's not new, but it's swept through the church for ages and I want to speak to it so that you can recognize it when you see it. It's been happening since the garden, but the enemy has been challenging God's words from the very beginning. The, the first thing out of his mouth was, did God really say that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he did. He absolutely said that. And the enemy has been challenging the word of God since the very beginning. And culture has begun to push, push away and push against the very word of God. And, and, and there's, there's people, and, and even in Christianity, saying, well, I'm just not sure that that really happened. I'm not really sure that that's consistent with what history might tell us. Well, why is it not consistent? Well, because it can't be explained. Like what? Like there's no way that a man can live in the belly of a whale for three days. That's not possible, okay? It, it's not possible for people to, to walk on dry ground across the Red Sea. This is not possible. Doesn't add up. It's not possible for a virgin to give birth. It's not possible that Jesus walked on water. It's not possible that people would get out of a grave. And I would look back at culture right in the eyes and I would tell you this this does not prove that the Bible is wrong. Can I tell you what it proves? That my God is amazing. That's exactly what it proves that my God, the one that I worship, you can't explain him. You can't begin to figure him out. There is more to him than our finite minds can begin to comprehend. My God is amazing. My God is holy and he's awesome. Psalm 19, seven through 11, watch this, this is beautiful. It says the law of the Lord is perfect. It's perfect. The law of the Lord is perfect. It revives your soul if you'll believe that. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure, altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter, watch this, they are sweeter than honey, sweeter from the honey as honey from the honeycomb. And by them, your servant is warned. No, 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 don't do that, don't do that. But if you keep them, there is a great reward. God is right. God's word is always 
right? And that's what I'm, I, I'm imploring you to believe tonight that God is right in every situation in your life when you can't see it, when it's hard to believe it. Keep trusting him. He knows what he's doing. He is right. He's right. He's right. God is right. And if you follow his ways, listen, I don't pretend to know much, but here's what I do know, that if you will follow the ways of the Lord, it works. If you follow what's outlined in the word of God, your life will be better immediately. Oh, you're going to have bumps and bruises and you're going to go through things. But if you follow through life God's way, it just works. So I want to give you everything that I just preached to you in one verse. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 23 would say this, fear of the Lord leads to life. It leads to life that you can't begin to comprehend. It leads to life that's so much greater than what you're currently experiencing when you will move to a place in your life, when you will move to a place in your family where you say, sweetheart, here we go. From this day forward, I will choose to have total reverence for God Almighty. And right before I close, listen, I'm gonna let you put your PJs on and go to bed in just a second, but I would implore you for, for another two minutes, stay with me. I wanna give you one last tagline to hold on to, and we're gonna move into a moment of worship where you're gonna have a chance to move away everything that you've put in front of him, everything that's taken his place. And you're gonna get an opportunity as a family as you gather around a laptop or an iPad or a TV to reestablish the awe and the honor of God in your home. And here's what I want you to understand, and this is especially important for the times that we're living in today. Listen, when I understand what it means to fear God, listen, that's when I can live fearlessly. <laughs> when I understand what it means to be totally surrendered, to stand in awe of my creator, that's the moment and the season of life that I can walk into and be fearless because God is with me, because God's got me. Are you ready to worship him for just a moment? Are you ready to move him back to where he belongs? Are you ready to just get the all back? in your relationship. Maybe you lost that love and feeling. Well, baby, we about to get it back. As our team begins to sing, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stand. Maybe you want to stand off your couch. Maybe you want to kneel on your couch, whatever it looks like for you. I want you to, to get into a posture where it's not about you, uh, but it's all about him. 
Come on, can you begin to sing it with our team? Can you begin to declare it over your life? Sing about it, yeah. Because your word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I will stand on your word. As a family, we stand on your word. And so, Lord, as we close our time together tonight, God, I, I thank you for allowing us to reestablish the awe the wonder of what it is to serve you. And I don't know what tomorrow holds. I don't know what the next day, the next week, the next month is gonna look like. But here's what I do know, that I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and I'm gonna bless your name. I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and you're gonna be the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And God, I pray that you would bless every family tuning in right now, that you would bless every mama in the home, every father in the home, every child in the home right now. We honor you, we give you glory, and we look forward to being in your presence once again. Bless us in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen, amen. God bless you. Thank you for being with us tonight. Have a great rest of your evening. We'll see you on Sunday. God bless you.